0: Hey, everyone, thanks for coming. So it all started in a field, this field, in the Tigray region of Ethiopia. In the 1980s, a famine had ravaged the country, resulting in almost a million deaths. It also resulted in a massive outpouring of generosity. The Live Aid concert was the first globally televised concert in the world. And that raised around $200 million to respond to the famine relief. Fast forward a decade, and our co-founder, Jamie, was standing in this field. And he had a light bulb moment. He realized that Ethiopia was paying back the same amount of money in illicit debt repayments every year that had been raised in Live Aid, money that could have been spent on health, education, and the fight against poverty. So he got on the phone. He called everyone he knew. And through a connection, a family friend in Ireland, he finally got Bono's phone number course Bono didn't return the call, so he kept calling for, for six months, and eventually he gets a call. "Hello it's Bono. What are we going to do about this debt thing?" So they, they managed to, to, to pull together a campaign with millions of activists and uh, partnering with many groups around the world, and they managed to convince governments to cancel a hundred billion dollars of debt. But of course, that was only the start. At the time, the AIDS epidemic was a major crisis, resulting in millions of deaths, and there were huge issues in relation to trade, in relation to aid, in relation to inequality, so they decided to form an organisation, and the one campaign was born.
1: From there, we have grown to a movement of millions of people who pressure governments to make big investments in health, education, and the fight against poverty we're an organization whose mission it is to end extreme poverty and preventable disease by 2030 so that everyone, everywhere, can lead a life of dignity and opportunity. We believe the fight against poverty isn't about charity, but about justice and equality.
2: Today, we work in North America, Europe, and Africa. We helped convince the Bush administration to back the fight against AIDS. We have helped pass landmark anti-corruption laws in both Europe and the US. Today, we back heroic gender activists across Africa. And our sister organization, Red, has helped raise over a bill, or half a billion dollars in the fight against AIDS.
0: Data has always been part of our DNA. In fact, when we first started, we were called DATA. That was an acronym for the issues that we worked on, debt, AIDS, trade in Africa. But it was also a signal that we wanted to be hard-headed, fact-driven, serious when we went to meet decision-makers. At one, we are factivists. We fight for justice with data.
1: So here's the data. In the last three decades, the number of people living in extreme poverty, defined as less than $1.90 a day, has declined at its fastest rate in history. And thanks to HIV medication,
2: comprehensive sexual education, and coordinated and targeted effort from the global community, the number of people dying from AIDS yearly has been cut in half since the peak of the epidemic in 2004. So our work is done, right? Wrong. We have a long way to go. Nearly 5,000 people contract HIV every day. That's yesterday, today, tomorrow, That means that by Friday, 20,000 people will have contracted HIV. That's every person attending this conference. The shocking thing is, if you get two pills a day that cost just 20 cents, you live. And if you don't, you die. All too often, where you live determines whether you live. A simple accident of just two data points latitude and longitude.
1: At One, we are on a mission of justice to create a world in which 20 cents a day does not determine whether you live. Our asks are amplified by the power of our grassroots activists who carry our messages to governments around the world. This year, we focused our fight on the campaign for the Global Fund of a campaign to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria, a partnership that mobilizes over $4 billion every year in the fight against these epidemics. Whether you know it or not, many of you contribute to the Global Fund through your tax dollars.
2: One's biggest campaign of the year was mobilizing our grassroots activists to pressure their governments to do more in this fight. And this is what they had to ask for. Are you ready for this? $14 $14 billion to save 16 million lives and avert 234 million cases between 2021 and 2023. So that's easy to campaign on, right? Wrong again.
1: For two reasons. First, the target seemed out of reach. $14 billion was a record-breaking amount for a multilateral organization focused on health. Second, if we tried to approach policymakers with a stats as unrelatable as that one, they'd roll their eyes and forget about us. So we
2: needed to find a way to guarantee that our appeal for the Global Fund would actually stick. Decision makers get bombarded with numbers day in and day out. And a compelling statistic is only powerful if it affects
1: change. So instead of relying on a few top-line statistics, we wanted to leave an impression so that we could provide something really interactive, something that made the data relatable something that would turn the global to local.
2: So for any of you at our talk yesterday, you'll recognize this. How did we do this? We created a data visualization to demonstrate that even the smallest constituency had a major impact on the global fight to end AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. We broke down those unrelatable and top-line statistics into small ones that policymakers could actually relate to. Who here is from New York? No one? Okay, I took a gamble. Didn't work out. It's Las Vegas. So (laughs) I am from New York. And so our tax dollars in New York helped save 700,000 lives between 2002 and 2017. As Bono likes to say, if you are an American, you're an AIDS activist.
1: What about where our rock star co-founder is from? Dublin, Ireland. Over 80,000 lives saved. With these visualizations, we
2: were able to equip our members with powerful, actionable data that they could use to convert their skeptical representatives into outspoken Global Fund supporters. Whether our activists were in Las Vegas, London, Lyon, they were able to convince their representatives that their citizens' tax dollars went far in this fight.
0: So at the start of this campaign, the Canadian government told us they weren't going to increase their pledge. So what did we do? We mobilized activists. We sent thousands of postcards to elected representatives. We had hundreds of meetings. And we got six drag queens during Pride to make the case. The result, a 16% increase when Canada told us they weren't going to increase at all. In the US, our activists descended on Congress and made the case for why this was a matter of American leadership. The result, the US pledged a third of the total amount. And around the world, our activists were were operating in Senegal, in the US, in London, in Paris, in Berlin, all making the case that this was a matter of justice, and government should step up the fight.
1: So did one's campaigning work? Drum roll, please. Hell yeah, it
2: did. Thanks to one and other activists, we were able to raise over $14 billion for the fight against these epidemics, a feat that we saw as impossible at the start of this campaign.
1: This was a big win for us, but the fight isn't over. We need to keep going, because extreme poverty will continue to be a challenge. The population in Africa is expected to double by 2050. So even if the proportion of people living in extreme poverty is cut in half, the absolute number of people will remain the same. And this poverty is concentrated in a handful of countries. In just two countries in Africa alone, the Democratic Republic of Congo and Nigeria, these countries are expected to be home to 40% of the population living in extreme poverty by 2050. But population growth isn't the only issue our world is facing. One child dies every 20 seconds from a disease that could have been prevented by a vaccine. That's 45 children by the time we finish this talk. At current rates, it will take 108 years for us to achieve gender equality. So unless you're planning to outlive me, we're never gonna see that in our lifetime. And we have a global learning crisis on our hands. 617 million children worldwide cannot read and two-thirds of them are in school. So this is nearly double the population of the United States.
2: To continue fighting against extreme poverty, next year we'll focus on our efforts on three main areas. First, ensuring that another 300 million children will have access to life-saving vaccines. Second, ensuring that 8 million women in Senegal will be protected from sexual violence. And third, getting every child in school and learning by raising money for education.
0: But the environment we're in is tougher than ever. Politicians' minds are elsewhere. It's hard to cut through. It's hard to make the case. So we have to continually battle issue fatigue from people who are tired of hearing the same message. Our message needs to be created, more crea- communicated more creatively every time to ensure that we cut through. We need to use the power of data to influence the people in power, and we need your help. My name is
2: David McNair.
1: I'm Katie Ryan. And I'm Natasha Somji. At One, we are factivists. We fight for justice with data. But we need your help. Your time,
2: your skills, your advice.
0: So if you want to join us to use data to campaign for justice, go to one.org slash Tableau, or you can speak to us afterwards. We need your time, we need your skills, we need your advice. Thank
2: you for listening.